0: Cryptozoology
2: And all subjects Of the truth Esoterism And the occult the Beyond
1: the top secret Dexin podcast And Crystal on uh, by, Via a sedgeway And um, both Crystal and I Um, As soon as you sent me the um, email from uh, Jonathan Shalimar, which uh, was uh, from Sarah Rachel Adams, which is this uh, young lady who I was personally involved with, who, of course, is doing her best to monopolize the narrative of the life of Max Spears. Uh, This episode tonight is dedicated to uh, the sister of Max Spears, who has died. And uh, her name was Becky, and um, I reference her as Becky Bates, because that was uh, essentially the only name that made sense to me max always simply called her becky and i was never really given a last name but i know that max spears did not have the same last name as his biological mother who is uh vanessa bates i believe if i remember her name correctly uh, and crystal will be correcting me on that because i've done so much over the years where i've forgotten uh, many specifics But um, Vanessa Bates is herself, as the biological mother of Max Spears, very much in a struggle as her entire family was, the entire Spears family, as was her daughter Becky, who has recently just passed away, but but yesterday, to all intents and purposes, within the last 24 hours, or just a little beyond that, if that, Uh, and um, all of this was terribly synchronous. It is uh, I believe Max's way of telling us this isn't over. His spirit is not at rest. uh, And he wants his story set aright. And the way to start the story is to let everyone understand that This is something they can locate on YouTube. Brendan can, of course, perhaps reference this and see if he can find it. It'll be interesting to see if it's been scrubbed, but it would be always put back up by someone. The fact is that Max was murdered. Max was murdered on tape. He was murdered in what was essentially a snuff film. Uh, And when he was murdered, he knew he was dying, and the last people he called out to were Crystal River, and he mentioned Crystal, and it's on tape, and Douglas Dietrich. He says, the my nemesis, the man who he was still desperately hoping to survive, he was saying someday there will be a reckoning. My, the reckoning will be with Michael Aquino. Go to Douglas Dietrich. Go to Douglas Dietrich. It's the names of Douglas Dietrich, and the last woman that came up to his mind was Crystal. These are the names that come up while he's dying. A man who is about to die does not dissimulate. So the last people whose names he called out to, as if we could, if not save him, at least save his good name and his legacy, were myself and Crystal River. It was not Sarah Rachel Adams.
2: And I, w- I would just say I'm going to find that and put the YouTube in the chat under here tonight. And well, I Brendan will also. Brendan can find okay. it for us. I'll please. say exactly where it says both names. Okay, and, and timestamp
1: it. The two of you can do it. You know, if right. you double team it, it'll be more effective. Thank you. And um, the um, when we go into this, it is so painful it, it, because the horror of this is this um, Michael Aquino when I was serving liaison with him, and back in the days when I was uh, seriously being considered for an insertion into communist Vietnam as an agent, when I had gone so far as to undergo the installation of an alter personality that speaks perfect Vietnamese, fluent Vietnamese, that there are two things that prove this to anyone who bothers to do the research. One of them is every time Christine Joanna Hart and Sarah Rachel Adams are attacking me, and they've never done so until I brought on Crystal River. And this is where our man Brendan can back me up. Brendan Zogit, you've been listening to me forever. I've been saying the same thing about Max Spears and the child of Christine Joanna Hart forever. Nothing was ever cared about until I brought on Crystal River. Is that not the case? He's probably on mute. If he's not on mute and he can't hear us, maybe his phone died. He doesn't charge in time.
2: I yeah, no, I'm I mean, here. You know, after... I was just getting off mute. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh...
0: But yeah, no, that's right. I yeah, I've been listening to like all the backlog of Dietrich shows for a while and yes. Uh, there was maybe like a few comments, but it was never any any kind of blowback. Um, yeah.
1: No, not only was there only a few comments, they were actually thanking me for supporting them. Yes, <laughs> and, which is what I was always very supportive of Sarah Rachel Adams. You can see that in right. the interview with Randy Malgins that he tried to scrub that we've uploaded onto my Facebook timelines via right. the Douglas Dietrich website. Yeah, all those. That. Yeah, basically all those those comments you
0: were getting even on your old timeline are scrubbed. Yeah, you know, on Facebook. So yeah, and, yeah, and it was a different tone at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, thank you. I appreciate but it. But I was just looking through these uh, these videos, and I apparently the BBC
1: ran a special um, investigating Max Spears' last interview. Yeah, it was, so, like, it was a character yeah. assassination. They they were yeah. doing. And then yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm just saying that yeah. this is what I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. understood. And what they did was they were taking advantage of everything Miles Johnston had done to destroy his reputation. This is another part of the incredible. Sinister nature of the conspiracy to destroy such individuals is that. So well, yeah, plus BBC is
0: like it's just like MIC. Oh, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But you, the, you know, it just it's like an arm of the British government, so they can censor as much as they need to.
1: Well, it is an arm of the British government. Yeah, that, that's it. That's, literally, is that, they never hide that. They never hide that. To their credit, it's well, yeah, like of course. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> they oh, don't hide it. Yeah, but uh, what you can tell people is uh, you yourself. Uh, Do you not feel that Sarah Rachel Adams is pretty much admitting guilt of exposing herself as an asset when she's claiming Max Spears was not murdered? And saying, oh, he died of a drug overdose. It was decided in court. There was no fucking court. The guy died in fucking Poland. He may as well have been in the heart of darkest Africa. Right, right. yeah, it's basically
0: anyone who knows anything about... You don't just travel to Poland for a vacation, like, you know and there's very you know it's very dangerous is what i'm saying not necessarily like for everyone but you know he was lord if you, there yeah if you go there it's probably easier to get killed there than anywhere else honestly and yes. not get found you know and <laughs> to cover up a murder basically there it's probably easy and so you know it, it kind of all like it just makes more sense you know that way and then anyone who would say otherwise kind of just like you know you just got to think it out really you know and i don't know her or anything so it's like i can't say much other than maybe think about it more and kind of like
1: yeah well definitely the way there's only one it. conclusion that could really thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Be but beyond that gained. then, then yeah. she says oh yes she's not involved with miles johnston and the abusive bases that destroyed max's reputation by oh yeah that's what i was saying i was saying like even if even if all that crazy
0: UFO stuff was true, and like you know this guy, um, what's his name, the Miles Johnson guy, like even it just is so tactless. Or, you know, after someone dies to say that like black goo is coming out of their ass, like that's so tactless. Yeah. So like, why would you defend someone like that? Like you know, it's just like it's it's just like some some cheap ratings to him. Like it doesn't matter that someone died. So. You know. Right.
1: And beyond yeah. That- so, yeah, yeah. He, he knew Max had died before Max's own mother knew Max had died. He yes, him- and just like that whole situation is obviously yeah, messed up, you know? Yeah. Thank you. To and anyone
0: that has any kind
1: of, like, sympathy to anything, yeah.
0: Thank you. And
1: he wasn't just yeah. saying it was... By the way, Brendan's not just being expressive here. This is what Miles Johnson said, was that black goo was coming out of uh, every orifice and every pore of Max Pearson's body. Right, you know, like, if someone dies, like, at that point, you should just not air that show, you know? Like, that's
0: how normal media, quote-unquote, does it. So it's like, you know... Yes, yes. It's the equivalent of making fun of someone, like, while they're dying, you know? Uh, yes. Not giving them you know, not giving them time to process it or the family to process it.
1: But that's what they were doing while he was dying. While he was dying, you hear them hitting him on the tape, you hear them slapping him, you hear them laughing at him, uh, all the while that he's dying. This is all... And I'm just like a
0: casual observer. I've never really gotten, delved deep into these matters, you know. Yeah. It's not something I've actually, like, studied very much, but it's just kind of like, you know, the whole situation's pretty apparent.
1: Right, but her distancing herself from bases is in itself smoke and mirrors because she's involved with Guyam, which is of course coast to coast AM which is of course truly satanic and the only way I got yeah, it. it seems to me like they all kind of combined and
0: like conglomerated yeah. which is the exact opposite of what like it was I think
2: if you go, go from bases to Guyam, you're going darker you're yes, going deeper you. into the belly of the beast in yes, my
0: opinion yes yes it's yeah but originally they took those companies and bought them out that were like you yes. know they were separate companies you know what I'm saying and then
2: yes
1: No
0: surprise, yeah Right, of course, yeah Like, that's typical It's a corporate situation
1: Yeah, Brendan Zoget is completely right When I was first interviewed by Gaim And you'll see this old interview Which is probably scrubbed off the internet uh, Completely But uh, the people who owned Gaim were a British man and his uh, American wife, who used to be a former cheerleader, very all-American, blonde, and they, they were the nicest people on earth. And Gaim television was completely different. Then it got bought up by The Predators. And uh, that's when they involved all kinds of sleazy people like, you know, Sarah Rachel Adams. And, of course, who's the scumbag who did that uh, documentary on Stanley Kubrick? Uh, There's this one guy out there who's obsessed with Stanley Kubrick, Brandon Brandon Young. Brando Young knows who he is. He can bring his name up. Uh, The guy's such a scumbucket, I don't even remember his name. I purged it from my brain. But uh, in other words, all of these people have been promoting uh, people who are able to prove they're Satanists. Because I knew all the code words, the passphrases, I was able to get in saying, I'm a Satanist. That's how I got on Coast to Coast AM. And they were convinced I was until Michael Aquino informed them otherwise. And uh, that was the end of my relationship with Coast to Coast AM. But James Kasbold slash Michael Prince was on Coast to Coast AM because of his connections to Michael Aquino. And uh, Wiedner, yes, thank you. Peter Moon says Jay Wiedner. That's who it was. Peter Moon Who was Jay Wiedner. Yes, Jay Wiedner. Yes, that son of a bitch. He was the guy who produced. Um, he's one of the sleaze buckets who became executive director of Guy M Television. And this guy was just a human piece of shit. He was just the biggest loser on earth. He was this guy who had conferences. Where he would sit down with me. He'd order uh, a meal. And then he'd run off and leave me with a bill. Okay, this is the kind of freak we're talking about. This guy didn't have a dime on him. He'd pull out his pockets and the flies and the balls of lint would come out. And this is the guy they made executive director of Guy M. Television. This is not because he had any knowledge. It's simply because he was a Satanist. And still is. And there you have that uh, from the frying pan. Bases is like the losers. It's like peripheral. Then when they've made it, quote unquote, and they've gotten into an inner circle, eyes wide shut, Then you got a guy television. That's where Sarah Rachel Adams is now. But we're at this point now where, basically, it's where Aquino told me I would ultimately reach. And I always denied it. I always thought he would be wrong. But he said, at one point in your career, you'll realize you've made it in espionage when you're forced to kill someone that you've slept with due to circumstances. And you won't have anything against them. You'll have affection for them, but the circumstances are such, you're going to have to kill them. This is where we're at between myself and Sarah Rachel Adams in the character sense. She is attempting to character assassinate myself, and she now needs to be essentially exposed, which to her is assassination of her character. So this is the killing of Sarah Rachel Adams. And it has to be done because she's brought me to that point. This is something that cannot be overemphasized. So our girl Crystal, our young lady, the psychic energy healer, said it best when she said, Love you, Douglas, and I cannot wait to hear the point that the work you and I do is to be in service to humanity, not to build a career. This is something that Sarah Rachel Adams keeps saying is that my career is destroyed and I'm banned off all relevant platforms because I've talked about her. I mean, the insanity of that, that I spoke of her and got banned as opposed to all the other factors that people who listen to me are aware of. And as if I had a career to build, this is not a career choice. I'm a public informant. I have been forced into this struggle, which I cannot escape from. I don't fight against the abuses of children because I'm a hero. I do so because I'm stuck in a war that I cannot win. I certainly cannot win it without you, the listener, or anyone else on Team Dietrich. And that's why it's so important that we are given information as much as possible. This is why Crystal River, to segue back to us and myself, were so disappointed when Jonathan Shalimar did not send us the email where Sarah Rachel Adams is accusing Jonathan Shalimar, myself, Crystal River, and Peter Moon of pedophilia. This is what Sarah Rachel Adams has come down to. And so she sent this email, which was not given to us by Jonathan Shalimar, he gave it to Peter Moon, who I'm assuming, for the best of reasons, did not want to disturb us, did not want to upset our sense of inner peace, felt it was beneath the dignity of even paying attention to. And I, I, I just assumed he had sent it to you. That's why. I see. Okay. If I, if, if I had seen that, I would have blocked Sarah Rachel Adams then. Uh, because I didn't see that, I was still clinging to this old feeling of, affection for her. Now, remember everyone, Max Spears, Sarah Rachel Adams, Haley Mayer, the heiress to the Mayer fortune of the Mayer's food chain franchise, and myself, along with the son of James Casbolt slash Michael Prince, were pretty much in an environment for a period of half a year where we were regularly visiting each other, hanging out, Haley Mayer was paying uh, Sarah Rachel Adams and Max Spears to care for the child so he wouldn't fall off the balcony, uh, get lost. Uh, It was a wonderful apartment she lived in, um, an incredible view of the sea. Uh, (laughs) During that period of time, the adults in the room, uh, well, I don't know if you could call any of us adults, really, but the ones who were physically older, uh, Sarah, Rachel, Adams, and Haley, Mayer, and Max Spears, myself—we were essentially, um, as Max Spears and I put it, sharing each other's girls. We were physically intimate. And so we had a deep abiding affection for each other. There was nothing unhealthy about this. We were all forgetting the abuse, the the scars, and uh, and uh, there was no worry from my part. Knowing what I knew about Sarah Rachel Adams, knowing what Max said about her as essentially being his handler, there was no fear she would poison me or do something because at that point Aquino felt we were all in his pocket. Lori and Ann Fenton claimed she had us all under control and was reporting such to Michael Aquino regularly. We all took shelter in that. At that point, we were all essentially on a no-kill list for that period of time. And we enjoyed ourselves. It's something I never want to forget. I need to compartmentalize that, and I need to take those memories and put them in a box. And that's a special box in which they cannot be stolen or, or damaged. But that's not the Sarah Rachel Adams we're dealing with now. We're dealing with the activated asset. And the activated asset has come onto my own Facebook timeline from which she would have been blocked had I seen that communique. And she basically, uh, what she did was she started attacking me on a promotional banner that had nothing to do with her. And a bunch of people responded. And this long thread developed in which all of these people were supporting her, nurturing her, because she claimed she was being hurt, And so she comes to my timeline fishes in my territory, poaches my people. And this is of course the ultimate display of the fact that the Richard K. Cole reign of terror has run its course. That that man's totally failed other than in what he's accomplished, quote unquote, in terms of damaging or destroying my life. And he feels it's been substantial and he brags about it openly. And he does this on his own thread which is essentially named after my name. His threat is not Belgab or Elgab. His threat is Douglas Dietrich. That's his threat. And so this individual, what he was attacking, and here's the parallel course of what we're dealing with, the parallel in the case in Michael Aquino's training in psychiatric and psychological warfare. It requires interrogating prisoners and forcing them to confess to crimes they never committed. This is what the Communist Chinese did throughout the Cold War. This is what the Vietnamese did to captured American pilots. This is what gang stalkers do now to American citizens. So in the case of an interrogative confession, you terrorize and torment someone enough, and they feel if they give you what you want, you'll leave them alone. So my medical cosmetologist, V. Clark, her life was totally destroyed. All she wanted to do was start her own little company, Vegana and sell organic cosmetics. And so Richard K. Cole destroyed her. He said, I'm going to gang rape you to death with all my friends, Stephen Cosmos, author, and I. And Stephen Cosmos, author, would send her all kinds of threat letters saying, I'm going to rape you, bitch. I live on the West Coast. I'm coming down to gang rape you, along with all the rest of these. They kept at her and they kept at her. Everything she reported to the police was useless because they said, oh, these are jurisdictions, different states, different states. See, this is why Lena Shea offered her services to me as my manageress. Lena Shea offered her services to me as my manageress because she lives in New York State, which is where Richard K. Cole lives. That renders her invulnerable. Because like all bullies, Richard K. Cole is just a cunt. He's just a coward. He will not dare touch Lena Shea because she can call the cops on him in state. And he's in their jurisdiction, and they can rip his ass. And because of that, he will not touch her with a 10-foot pole. The closest he ever came, and bear in mind, she's a massage therapist. The closest he ever came was trying to destroy her business by claiming she was a prostitute, by putting up a false Facebook timeline in her name that was all pornography. She immediately reported it to Facebook, had it taken down. Nothing happened after that because she's young and she knows this is just crap you can deal with. Venus Clark is much older, born in 1958. She has no idea of how to deal with any of this. No matter how much she takes courses about uh, computers, they don't educate you about this. And so she couldn't deal with it at all. And the end result was she wrote a public statement on her timeline saying, oh, I disaffiliate, I've severed with Douglas Dietrich, and incidentally I've never been a porn star, because he tries to say everyone's a porn actress who's involved with myself. And, of course, all that's taken is as a confession of you're a porn star, How, how everybody interprets that, and that's how they ran with it. And then she started talking about, oh, the story of a true giant. So on September 29th, she published a little thing on her timeline, which nobody saw other than Richard K. Cole. He takes these, he screenshots them, he spreads them as far as he can over the internet. The only people who see it are are other gang stalkers. Nobody looks inside his crazy little Douglas Dietrich timeline because everybody sees it's not me and they just see it's crazy people. She's too old to know this. She doesn't understand that younger people realize who's a gang stalker. Younger people know when they see someone toxic on the internet. It would have just behooved her to have let it all alone. But they terrorized her into these written confessions that are false confessions extracted through literal torture. In this case, psychological, which the police would not respond to because, of course, these people are protected by the Aquino network and the police will say, oh, state jurisdiction, nothing we can do about it. And when you go to the FBI, you're going to the enemy. As far as they're concerned, they'll protect the people who are the gang stalkers because these are NSA agents. So, you can't go anywhere. And so, what she wrote, oh, was that I didn't save her life from a burning car. That it was a San Francisco Giant who was six foot four and solid muscle. An actual member named Bruce, an actual member of the San Francisco Giants team that saved a woman's life. And that the story I spread was of that person. Now, why would she say this when she could just say Douglas Dietrich's a liar and this never happened? Because Richard K. Cole demanded that she portray the hero as your Nordic, Aryan, white, Caucasian, European-American ideal. And he had to be a sportsman, and he had to be buff and ripped and tall. Six foot four. Who the fuck is six foot four? There's almost no one who's six foot four. Sure, there's people out there. And a San Francisco giant who's six foot four, no less. So she brings this up, says, that's who rescued this woman from the car. And she had always complained to me, and it was always a joke. But it didn't hurt me if it wasn't. She had always complained to me that I wasn't a six foot four tall blonde man who pulled her out of the car. That it was just me. So this was her way of hurting me because of her own resentments while catering to Richard K. Cole. The only thing he's ever put a heart on and the only thing he ever shared aside from her other so-called confession. All of this is taken out of torture and terror. All of that has run its course. He's totally destroyed the life. Vegana colors now scroll up from the website because they won't let her sell her products without attacking her. So they've destroyed the life of this old lady. That's all they've done. They've destroyed the life of my daughter, who was one of their assets Anyway, When I was in the Letterman Army Medical Center getting a full body blood transfusion, I never asked for it, for a condition that didn't exist. And then they brought in a young lady to have sex with me regularly to see if I could impregnate her. Then later on, I found out about when I was trying to get benefits during the period of time after my parents died, and I was just inches from the street and homelessness. And I went to San Francisco to apply for benefits. We're the only city in the goddamn country who has medical insurance for the homeless. When I went there to get that, then they asked me, what about your 14-year-old daughter? Or rather, they asked me, what about my daughter? And then they looked into it, and I was just shocked. They actually said her name. I couldn't even remember at the time. I was so shocked. I said, what daughter? And then they said, oh, well, don't worry about it. You must have signed her when you were 14. There's no legal responsibility. Then they moved on. And that's why I conflated 14 year old daughter. It was when I was 14 when I sired her. And uh, so when they calculated that, they never asked her about her again. And then later on, she showed up in my life. And this young lady lives in Canada. And she's obviously the product of an NPA Ultra program. She was born into it. And I had no say in the matter. And so when I was attacked by Jimmy Church, brought on for an interview that was an ambush arranged by Laurie and Ann Fenton that interview is up on the Maggot channel anyone can access the Jimmy Church, Fade to Black ambush of Douglas Dietrich after he ambushed me on that program and I fought my way out of it then I came back to my timeline on Facebook and there were all of his cultists because his show is called Fade to Black they're called faders all the faders came on my timeline and they were assaulting it attacking me Then she was the only one defending me, which was in itself suspicious. But I developed a conversational relationship with her, and then I asked if we should meet. We were about to rendezvous when Judith Ager pointed out that she looked just like me. And then she said, oh, that must be your daughter. And I began to realize everything was in place, because The first time I became a public informant, I was intending conspiracy con and speaking at the very first outing of myself as a public informant. When you see the ambush by Richard Dolan, which is anywhere you look, you can find Dietrich destroys Dolan. You had shills in the audience that were all white men who were paid to stand up and ask attacking questions concerning Douglas Dietrich, which Richard Dolan then responded to. And I tore his little Jewish ass apart. And Richard Dolan was all crying and shit. That was when I was approached by a young lady. No other way to refer to her other than as uh, Spider Frog Lady. Because she had a wonderful body, beautiful face, and a spider's web necklace that was right across her cleavage. Which I said, wow, I really like that. And she said, yeah, the dossier said you would. And then she hands me a resume. No way, as to us call it, just a resume. Unbelievable. None of it was believable. It was like she was involved with media, that she could make me a star, and have a big picture in it of her with lots of cleavage, and on her lap was a Kermit the Frog, which, of course, the strippers used to refer to me back when I was first learning English because they said my voice sounded like Kermit the Frog with my Chinese accent. So somehow she knew about that, and she wanted me to bring her up to her, my room. And I knew this was an ambush, and I, you know, found an excuse not to because another guy said, oh, man, uh, I have to, uh, you know, stay another night so I can help you. This was Rick Pristel. He's the guy you see in my original Roswell and the Rising Sun DVD turning all the images on the slideshow. This guy said, oh, can I sleep in your room tonight? You got that extra bed since V took off. She thought everybody at the conference was a bunch of weirdos. So V just left, and so I said, yeah, I got that extra bed in the room. See, why don't you sleep on it? That way you don't have to spend hundreds of bucks to rent a hotel room. Uh, And then he was going to drive me home. Well, the next morning he woke up and he accused me of rape. He said, I raped him. Fortunately, he was so unsympathetic a character, nobody cared. Everybody laughed at him. And the rape accusation never went anywhere. But it made me realize someone was going to accuse me of rape that night. So this is what my daughter would have done that's what she was programmed to do had I rendezvoused with her and we know that for a fact because when I refused to rendezvous with her then she was so frustrated that she hadn't been able to get that out as a realized consummation of her mission that on her own Facebook timeline she kept complaining that I was raping her in the astral oh she kept saying Douglas Dietrich is raping me in my dreams Douglas Dietrich is raping me in the astral so then we knew everything clicked that's her and then she gets attacked and destroyed because she didn't succeed. And she gets doxed out, all of her private uh, ID, everything placed up on the Richard Cole website. And you can find Richard K. Cole's website, his blogspot. Everything you want to know about me is on there. It's all perverted and out of context. But you can find out my social security number. You can find out the name of my landlady. You can find out my mother's marriage certificate. He's got it all up there, but he can get away with it because he's a white male Satanist. There is no justice in this world. And don't think it hasn't been reported to the FBI, and don't think they haven't told me outright, well, he's one of us. So this is what I deal with on a daily basis. Every day. Every day. Even from my own daughter. My biological daughter. And so, when it gets to the point that everyone who's been listening to me for years knows this, and then on my website, Sarah Rachel Adams shows up, and they're all coddling her, a bunch of dumb cunts, wrapped up in a ball in a lesbian-loving orgy. They went public with this, and they will be blocked now. And that's where, while I'm tending to that blocking of these women who participated in supporting Sarah Rachel Adams, a woman who has accused Jonathan Shalimar, who's setting up the Living Truth Summit on Mount Shasta, Peter Moon, Crystal River, and myself, of pedophilia of a crime so wretched, so damaging, that there be no metric of justice that can never compensate for the victims this same woman is supported by Jessica Castillo Carey by Valerie LB Washington by Sarah Shields by any woman who was involved in this love is going to be blocked now. And for that reason, Crystal River will be here to also bring up her experiences as to why this is so impacted. What happened with Becky Bates? What did Sarah Rachel Adams do to drive her to death by drugs? Almost certainly, just as her brother died.
2: So what I can weigh in on this is that um, the same person that is currently bullying you has bullied Max, his mother, and his sister. To death. And, well, uh, his sister passed away. I just got word of this yesterday from a mutual a Facebook friend Terry Joyce, right. and hi Terry, I know you're listening.
1: And by the way, um, uh, Max Spears, he died because of Sarah Rachel Adams. Even if Sarah Rachel Adams didn't pull a fucking trigger, he was trying to get away from her. He was trying to get away from her to the point where he went to his death in Poland, where he said, I don't care anymore, I can't take it anymore, I'm, I don't care that I die, I'm going to Poland, I just got to get away from Sarah Rachel Adams. That's what he was saying. Who's the other bitch who was involved with this? It wasn't Justin White, of course. It was Sarah Rachel Adams, Jessica Castillo Carey, Sarah Shields, Valerio B. Washington. Okay, all of them will be blocked. Sarah, if you want to come back in, just go through the back door and appeal to Lena Shea, my manager. I'm sure you can settle something. She'll. She'll consult me about that. The rest of you, of course, will simply be blocked. But you
2: definitely need a slap on the wrist for that, Sarah
1: Shields. <laughs> yes, thank you. And Valerie, will be Washington, Washington. Same thing. Appeal to my manager, Shea, Shane. We'll discuss it. If you, uh, I'm not asking for an apology. I'm just saying, you know, you can appeal to her. In the meantime, uh, Jessica Castillo Carey, it was just too much. She went up with this support for. Uh, walking a tightrope between me and Sarah Rachel Adams. You cannot walk a tightrope in a situation like this. This is war, and people are dying. And uh, examples will be brought up later, but two of them are quite obvious, Max Spears and Becky Bates. So please go back. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but that was necessary to get out there. And a shout out to Terry Joyce, who I dislike, and she's the handler of uh, Uh, what's his name again? Stephen D. Kelly. Yes, there we are. But you digress. Yeah. (laughs) Had to get that out. All right, go on.
2: So uh, Terry brought to my attention by posting on her own page and I noticed the post that uh, Sarah Adams had put out something saying that she was really close with max's sister of course the word max spears caught my eye and as it should because sarah uh made that just one line of the whole thing because she was trying to like catch people's attention by using max's name which she says everyone else does but really she's built a as she puts it career on using max's name and Uh, It it just says that she was going to host a live meditation last week but decided not to. And then she just says Max Spears' name by itself to catch attention. And then it says on the next line, Sister Becky passed away and our whole group took time to pray and send her love, which is satanic code for praying for her death, but in a circle. Yes. uh, With robes on. but. The point is that now people are dying from this bullying. I mean, it, we know that in life these people were bullied by her. Max told me he came to me afraid for his life uh, because of Sarah, and he was afraid that she was in a plot to get him killed, and he was trying to extract her from his home and get her moved out. And his mother can attest to this. She might be listening. Um, She also bullied the mother, and when Max died, she immediately found a way to be on the scene and try to um, do damage control, and like you said, spin the narrative to say that she and Max were together and in love, so there was no way she could be suspect in any way, because uh, they were going to have a baby together and all this stuff, but they were completely broken up. He had had relationships, serious ones, with other women, and I believe he even had a woman in Poland. I mean, I, yes. I, I can't verify that because he and I didn't talk for, like, the last six weeks of his life.
1: Uh, honey, it's Max Spears. He had a woman
2: wherever the fuck
1: he was at, all right?
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyway, she has done it again where she's doing damage control and trying to spin it to look like she was good friends with Max's sister and very supportive of her when in fact I happen to know that in life she threatened Becky of uh, involving child protective services and getting her children taken away from her and uh, Max's mother also knows that that's true so um, I just wanted to come out and say that she will bully you to death And if you want to be on that train of defending her and helping her, I would just remind you of that definition that Peter just gave us. Thank you for that, Peter. Uh, That's what they do. They'll they'll try to gain your sympathy. Because I, I can say, I know Douglas and I both started out with compassion and even pity for Sarah. It's come to
1: this, but it didn't start out that way. Uh, she revealed her true colors yeah. over time. Pity pity is a good word for it. I, I hate to say that, but I, I had that feeling when I felt she was being bullied, and, and she was, by that idiot Peter Opperman. No, what's his name? What's his name? Joe Opperman? What the fuck? Opperman Report, the private dick, the sleaze book. Ed, Ed, Ed Opperman. Ed Opperman, yes. Ed Opperman was, uh, he was, of course, he was hot for her body. He was thinking with his dick. And then when she wouldn't give him any pussy, then he started going religious on her and saying she was like, oh, uh, she was all sinful with her reincarnation trip and all that crap. And, and so I was like comforting her after he uh, went on some uh, religious rant with her. And uh, so yes, there was a feeling of pity uh, involved with this, but uh, this is what Sarah takes advantage of like a true sociopathic psychotic. And, and that was
2: all at the super soldier conference that Ed Thing?
1: It was. It was months later. Yeah, that was maybe maybe a year later. I mean, you know, we all were maintaining contact uh, in one way or another through Revolution Radio. At the
2: well, time. I just wanted to point out that by her admission at that Super Soldier Conference, she was saying that she was an asset, yeah. right, and being yes. used in that way. So yes. it's not an accusation that you're you're making on Thank your you own. It. She is admitted to that to yes. being yes. an yes. asset.
1: By the way, I have to say this uh, just because it's a fact and because it it resonates uh, the. Is part of the whole context. Stephen D. Kelly also said that. Stephen D. Kelly also said he was a product of of a program that he was an asset and uh, and and he had a handler, you know. And I've always interpreted it to be Terry Joyce, and that is now boxed away. I just needed to put that in context with uh, Sarah Rachel Adams. She admitted she was an asset. This was all part of the Super Soldier Conference at Summit. This is one of those things that that came out. And um, and I've said before she was like a, a handler. And I've tried to present it as benevolently as possible, and its manifestation at the time was benevolent with Max Spears. But it just got more and more negative, worse, oppressive.
2: Well, she didn't want him on drugs because he wasn't paying enough attention to her, and she's an attention whore. So for that reason alone, she got him to limit his drug use. But
1: there were plenty of times when she participated in it as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I can testify to that. See, this is why I can tell you I knew Max... And I know that Crystal River is speaking the truth on everything because I knew him. So what she says, there's nothing she's saying that is untrue. Everything she says is true. And uh, as for um, the whole trip that uh, Sarah Rachel Adams is on, attacking any woman who claims they knew Max, Max had, he was a person, his cock was an antenna. It was always erect, and it was always on the lookout for, you know, the right vibe. And he was also a user. He was, like, going after a woman to victimize them, to take what he could, not because he was trying to hurt them, but because this is how he survived. With Crystal, it was actually different. It was different in the sense that he wasn't getting anything out of her, but I'm sure he would have... If she had allowed it, he would have lived with you, he would have moved in with you, and it would have been like the cockroach. The only way you could have gotten rid of him would be to ask for a commitment. (laughs) But uh, anyhow, go on, you can describe all that. I'll let you take that (laughs) today. I would just like to point out, take the opportunity to say at this point, yes, there were many women, um, but on the last day of his life, when he was taking his last breaths on that video, The only woman's name he mentioned was mine. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And he said crystal, and everybody thought he was talking about a mineral. Tell us the context of what he was saying and why.
2: Well, Max and I had a little code going on where... He would, if he wanted to feel comfortable while being on camera, which he often did not, he felt that was like a trigger for him and it could even put him in altar. And uh, he would give little coded shout outs to me. For example, the video of him with the pink background, you'll hear him talking about the Fae or the fairies, just like Brandon and I were just because that's a thing of mine, an interest. And, in, um, and we discussed it a lot in private. So when he mentions the, I think even the interviewer might have brought it up and then he said, oh, yes, I know fairies right now in real life or something. And he, you know, little shout outs to me that you can go and find if anyone cares. But so in that video where he was dying, there were two things he said that I knew were to me. And one of them was when he said, Crystal, and he was kind of going in and out of consciousness at that time. He was not all the way coherent, and they were trying to get him to wake up. But uh, he said, I feel ashamed. And I know that people, everybody that's had an interest and heard that one part. Wonders, You know, that part really grabs you. And there could be a lot of interpretations or people saying why they feel he said that. But I am a psychic. I do this for a living. I have hundreds of testimonials, five stars. And I will say that I knew he was saying to me, I'm ashamed. Because he would go back and forth between... Some altars. would actually go back to Sarah. After he had made the break from her, he would... He, he wasn't always the same person, people. So he, uh, he at the end, had started to talk to her on the phone. And he gave some kind of a, a interview where he said uh, it, his birthday had passed. And he said, she sent me this
1: jacket. Well, I'm going to get a little woo-woo at this point. Because I felt that that jacket, as a magical article, uh, by her sending it and him accepting it, he partially went back under her control, under her spell, under her Ultra. Like you said, you don't have to believe in the occult, but they do. Yes, I agree. This no, is you know, how they was, do it. Was, he, it was He was, regardless of whether it was even occult, I look at it more as a psychiatric kind of trigger mechanism. So, but go on. Yes. And I saw him. I right, so that jacket. Th- he was wearing it in sweltering
2: heat. He was wearing it on video. And it grabbed me when he said that because up until that point, I had no knowledge of the fact that he had started speaking to her again. Um, But later it came out from this other... Well, anyway, so I'll get back to, he had said something like, uh, someone gave me this for my birthday, and I think he said her name, but whatever he said tipped me off to the fact that she had given him this article and that he was basically doomed (laughs) for, like, wearing it and touching it, and from that point, the next time I saw him, I think he was dying on the other video. That was a few weeks later by the way... I think she sent that article to Poland, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That makes sense. Um, we have from Brendan Zoget the last interview with Max Spears, and so this is probably only audio with a photograph of him that is up there, and it's still the Polish uh, murderers who took him down that are that are showing this and they took the worst possible photograph of him where his shirt's not buttoned at the bottom and his navel is showing between that this loose pants like he's like he's a real like um like like he's a loser. I mean, it's just awful. It, it doesn't look good. <laughs> and it looks almost like he's developing a little bit of a gut, too. Sorry, just the model in me. Alright, but uh, go on, take over. So at least we've got that resource.
2: Make certain, Brendan, to send it I wouldn't be surprised time. if he was finally eating well and happy and getting healthy because he was, for the first time, that far away from... Sarah! <laughs> 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 oh,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll I'll buy that. So uh, yes, send that to uh, Crystal uh, Brendan. Thank you. Okay, uh, go on, honey. Take over.
2: Yeah. Okay, so where to go oh, from was here? The jacket. Um,
1: she, she had sent him the jacket, and that pretty much put him back in the, under her spell to a degree. And that's almost like that was what brought him. I, I think it was a it, it's a factor. It's a factor in his dad. Yeah,
2: but he did speak to his women through symbolism on those videos, so I saw that as. I think she made him do it, like, to claim him and for any other woman to see. And so, basically, um, at that point, he was living at Monica's, and people have said he was in a relationship with Monica. Uh, he also had met some other Polish girl that he had been writing emails to his friends saying, please don't tell Sarah, I don't want her to mess this up. This person yes. is a, like a, a wholesome person, and I don't want them anywhere near her satanic influence. I found all this stuff out after he, he died. but uh, So there were at least three women after me that he had meaningful relationships with, and I think that she was going crazy because of that. So yes. that's what Yes. And it didn't didn't one of them write to you just recently on your thread?
1: The the woman that he had mentioned uh, or who had called in to carry Lynn Cassidy. Tell us about this.
2: Oh well what happened was um I noticed that Peter Moon and I had a mutual friend whose name is Sandra DeRoy and she is the Last woman, she's the woman who Max formed a relationship with after he and I stopped talking. And he and I stopped talking because um, Sarah had come to him crying and told him that she can't believe that he's in a relationship with me because I was originally her friend and that she had enlisted me as one of her minions to infiltrate him, like, just to pretend like I'm in a relationship with him so that I could keep tabs on him for her. And he had a mind that was very suspicious and always paranoid and worried, and so that story grabbed him. And that was the way she turned him away from me. And then he, but they they still didn't get back together because that was... Impossible. So the next woman he talked to was this woman Sandra De Roy, and they were going to make a movie together. Uh, Max always wanted to act; he wouldn't have turned any role down. But anyway, he was working with this woman who I think she was originally somewhere connected to bases too. But she, I think she's broken away from that. If she's smart, she has. But um, so they were going to make a movie together, and she called in after. Max died. Carrie Cassidy, just like a week later, had a show honoring Max. And she called into the end of the show this woman, Sandra, and she described having a relationship with Max that sounded to me just like what we had only it was shorter lived right. but she said that the same thing she just basically spelled out the same formula that Sarah uses she said i know sarah is saying that they were engaged and going to have a baby but that's impossible because he was with me and one of the conditions for me to be with him is that he had to be completely single and not you know have any ties to the past and especially to sarah because she you know he gave her all the details about why he was afraid of sarah so he really confided in her about sarah from his opinion i'm not saying it but he said that she was a satanist and the reason her name is sarah adams is she's the adams family and he was very you know hooked into this idea that she was trying to kill him not physically but with magic with the cult. yes and um Yes, and, and he was convinced of that And her very initials,
1: SRA Sar- Satanic Ritual Abuse <laughs> SRA uh, For Sarah Rachel Adams uh, But uh, yes, do go on, honey uh, Definitely with this last lady which She's so intriguing because She's a Facebook friend of Peter Moon's
2: And Peter Yeah, Moon's- I saw, I don't know, Peter If you know this, but you posted Like a funny uh, Like you uh, asked those questions To engage our audience And they're kind of um you asked what about COVID-19 and she had re re well you could call it retweeted but it was on Facebook she shared it and that's when I noticed that Peter and she knew each other I thought that was interesting Uh, turn uh, of events what are you talking about her name is Sandra Day Roy
0: I don't know her at all she had tried to get me uh as I recall uh on the Miles Johnson show and uh
2: well, you she's know, obviously an admirer of Peter.
0: As well, Perkins. she also tried to get me interested in her doing a movie. She she had, you know, some amateurish videos that she did on abduction or get me interested in her story of abduction. And, it, you know, I, I don't have time uh, or interest to deal with that.
2: So, so that I, gives I, the know, context really of who Martin. she is, that she's a real person, and she called into to Carrie Cassidy and kind of, she, it backs up my story about Max because she had just almost identical type of situation and and there's no the point is there's no reason for Sarah to deny that Max
1: no other women. I don't get it. She, she she wants total control. Even Jonathan Shalimar told me this in a private conversation with Jonathan Shalimar. He um he did say that um he had had her speaking at the um, uh, Living Truth Summit before, uh, when it was under a different title, and uh, he, she was uh, she he he did confess she was all over the place. Um that she really had nothing to say, <laughs> and that when um she basically uh, still he had her back for the second summit and uh, she was going to be speaking along with all her friends and other people she was dragging in to monopolize this conference and uh, then um, a voice... Her coven. Yeah, her coven. Yes, that's a good word for it. And then a voice kind of spoke in John's head, which he told myself that um, Peter Moon said... Uh, he, he, and so he, he brought in Peter Moon and at that point Peter Moon said, oh, why don't you bring in um, Douglas Dietrich? And um, it was right after you and I had done the Leap Day episode. And when we did the Leap Day episode, then at that point, it had immediately reached her through her, through the network, the Aquino network, uh, what we had um, exposed, which was nothing, but it wasn't even an attack. Jonathan Chalamar reviewed it in depth and he said he couldn't find anything in it that was an attack against Sarah Rachel Adams or anything that was to be, to, for, for offense to be taken from. And, uh, but she went. Well, I would she,
2: backtrack. We did an episode right before that as well, before the leap day. That was our second
1: time. So it was, okay, so it was before the leap day episode then. It was the episode before And the And day. she
2: had demanded that we take it down. Right. That's right. Right. And, and it was, uh, Thank you. Thank she sent you, you threatening me. that she would she threatened legal action yes, which legal I I yes. see she didn't do it because uh, there's no grounds for legal action you idiot.
1: Oh, uh, well, they always threaten that. They're trained to do that. This is what they're trained to do because it's part of the bullying. And this is where they come from. They come from as if they monopolize authority. Now, notice with Richard K Cole, he always shows up in his military uniform. And it's not even a Marine Corps uniform. It's like a dress uniform that's put on only for graduation. The joke of it is, if you see that photograph that Richard K. Cole is in, where he's wearing this dress uniform in front of an American flag, that's something they take before you graduate that's used in the Marine Corps yearbook when you graduate, just like in a fucking high school. And you're literally bare-bottomed. You're literally, with your wang hanging out, in boxer shorts, which I can't stand because the wind blows through them. I wear jockeys myself. But the Marine Corps, they, weigh, marry, they make you wear boxers so you're, can, if you get an erection, you can't hide it. And that- But w- you digress. Yeah, 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 well, my point is that, um, well, in a sense, it's a digression. Uh, <laughs> but it's an enjoyable one. Uh, it, it's part of exposing, shall so we say, the conditioning that all these people come from is from a point of authority. The authority itself is very hollow. You're really like an emperor without clothes. That's the point. And in the case of, say, Michael Aquino, he always shows up in his full service uniform of the Special Army Green Berets, Special Forces Green Berets of the United States Army. All these people are coming as if they're officers of the law. They come on at you as if they are able to arrest you or detain you. These people have none of these powers. Uh, The military has no legal jurisdiction over you at all unless martial law is declared, which has never been declared in the United States, uh, though they'd love to get to that point. Uh, But at any rate, until that point, these people have no power over you. Sarah Rachel Adams comes across as that, and her authority that she always pulls is higher orders of law. She said that she contacted the local law enforcement in Shasta, which is probably some elderly sheriff in, uh, how did Brendan zoget describe it? He says probably some elderly sheriff on the back of a horse someplace, uh, you know, near a barrel of uh, uh, so, some kind of alcohol or something, but uh, I, I don't even know if there is law enforcement in Shasta, the way Brendan zoget described it or hell, the way V described it, her dad used to take her up there to hunt animals I presume, but considering her dad one never knows uh, But Right, it's pretty um, remote, that area is very remote, it's um. It's kind of
0: just people with property, and you know, there are law enforcement, but it's nothing like we're used to in the cities, like in my area or anything.
1: Right. So, so the idea of her calling them and reporting us all for pedophilia, of all things, it's <laughs> beyond and he They don't, don't like, have logistics like that unless like something's really happening. I don't think they can really do much. Uh, well, anything. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your input. I'm sorry. I'll give it back to Crystal now, from all the digression. And. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, where my mind was going was sort of off track. I, I was going to say that I just sort of want to publicly say this one aspect of it, that uh, it seems to go in a pattern. First, she'll demand that it be taken down. Then she'll threaten legal stuff that never comes to fruition don't, don't forget and then her. she'll don't forget uh, go for yeah. Taj don't forget Taj yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and she'll call her little lapdog Taj on you if you're if you're really weak and if, if you if you can't make it through that level you know you're crap but, um, <laughs> but the final level I would say is her her third rate magic which I've been training for this all my life and I'm Ready. I, I would just like to say for her to bring it in that magical department because you're toast.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think I think that that's wonderful. I appreciate that, and that's a worthy challenge, which I know that you'll survive uh, with flying colors, and uh, certainly. I definitely appreciate that we've gone this far with it. Uh, I think that both of you have been uh, incredibly responsible, uh, Peter Moon and Crystal, uh, and of course Brendan with uh, helping to uh, back us up with observations as needed. But uh, it's one of those, uh, how would we say, situations where this, I'm sorry it had to come to this point, uh, this is something that um, uh, definitely um, what Jonathan Shalimar should do when he receives threats like that, like he received. And we have it on record now. We have it on record. We have this e unique that is now shared by all of us, and also shared by our legal representatives. So what this is, is of course a form of cyber-terrorism. Uh, what makes this so offensive is that Sarah Rachel Adams has broken the law. Sarah Rachel Adams has essentially threatened the false uh, abuse of police powers in other words you will be arrested if you do call in the police or the fire department or the paramedics for the sake of gratuitous abuse if you uh declare that there's a fire where there is not a fire and have all of the resources of the fire department uh converge in that area then you will be arrested the reasons for this are tragic happenings in history. When I was young, some young boy thought it was funny in school to pull the fire alarm. This is a school and it was full of children. And I knew you don't do that, but no, this crackerjack thought it was funny. All sirens blazing because a school with children is on fire. And the fire department chief died in a car accident, rushing to get To a school to help kids. You don't pull shit like this. People die as a result. This is why people SWAT others. This is why my gang stalkers attempted to SWAT me. John Victor Lillier, they traced the phone call to him. He called the SWAT team on myself saying I was trying to commit suicide during a time he knew I was post-traumatically stress disordered. The fleet week in San Francisco when all the bombers are flying overhead. These are fighter bomber craft. They're called the Blue Angels. They're called attack craft, which means that they can do bombing or rather strafing runs, launch their missiles. They're not so much fighters these days as platforms of aerial bombardment. Uh, So when you have those flying overhead, I'm flashing back and I'm hiding under my bed naked with a loaded gun. And other combat veterans know this feeling. So at that time they called the police on me. It was only the consummate professionalism of the San Francisco Police Department that got everyone out of that alive. Because they were expecting them to break in, me to fire, some of them were gonna die, I would definitely be dead. And this was how they wanted it to end. John Victor Lillier, Master Sergeant Green Beret, U.S. Army Special Forces, is dead now himself. This is a life and death game. People are dying on this battlefield There's no time for false police calls, false fire calls. So this young lady, well, we can't call her that, Sarah Rachel Adams, the asset that she's exposed herself to be has activated. She's claiming, she's calling authorities in on us. Now, it would have been something if she had just focused on any one of us. But she claimed all of us, which made... Everything she said, preposterous. There's nothing for the police to act upon. She has broken the law. And for that, and false claims that she can cure COVID-19, of all things, she should go to jail. Sarah Rachel Adams is a criminal. She's a fucking criminal. She is nothing
2: other than a criminal. And she's trying to... I'm sorry. She's a cult leader. So, are you in her cult? Is that what you want to be?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Take it from there. Ask these people if they want to participate in a cult that is connected directly to Michael Aquino.
2: Yeah, so all of these cults that are being exposed recently, um, they're the ones that are involved in the sex trafficking and stuff. So, no wonder that's what comes to her mind immediately. But um, I would say that. If you look up the definition of a cult, and then you go look at her body of—I well, can't call it work—her body of crap. <laughs> she's trying to start a cult. Yes, yes. Which is to uh, basically
1: excommunicate anyone who disagrees with worshiping Sarah Rachel Adams. This is what I couldn't believe with Jessica Castillo Carey saying Jessica is saying that Sarah Rachel Adams has helped people. I mean, what the fuck has Sarah Rachel Adams ever done to help people? Uh, Especially in light of uh, what she claims, uh, miracle cures, calling in uh, the the, the rays of light, etc. Now, there's nothing wrong with people who have a kind of attunement. Sarah Rachel Adams does not have that attunement or she wouldn't be freaking out over total control of a narrative, which is what Jonathan Shalimar was observing is there's something about Sarah Rachel Adams where she's obsessed with total control. And that is, of course the hallmark of a cult leader is
2: that And that shows that you're controlled you're not, um, you're not spiritually advanced at all if you're still at that level. Thank you. Thank you and,
1: and uh, it, it, it's something that um, yeah, if, and if you don't understand that as an information consumer uh, then, um, you know, then you'd better educate yourself and this is the problem, is that most of you people have no education in this uh, it's like this one individual, very respectfully on a recent video um, he left a comment which I left up, it's harmless enough in which he's saying, can we not respectfully uh, you know, debate uh... An issue that requires an enormous amount of technical education uh... this the majority of you say for instance are not trained to operate in combat and then you find yourself in a combat situation and you're not trained to operate in it how on earth can you expect to survive other than by luck other than by some common sense to maybe help you avoid whatever you can avoid uh, and this is the problem with all of you. You're trying to participate in a war as if you're somehow trained for this. None of you are. And you're getting, basically, your ass blown out of the water. And in this case, it's
2: by predators. Your energy is being harvested and used for yeah. her selfies. Yes! Thank you! Thank you! Yes! That's <laughs> what
1: it comes down to. It's disgusting. It's pathetic. And uh, and, and the fact that... Uh, people would converge uh, on this individual. And the funny thing was uh, that um, what happened on that promotional banner was that it was weeks old and yet everybody kept finding it. I was like, how are they even finding this banner? I have to scroll down to find it and yet everybody was converging on this thread to support Sarah Rachel Adams in this claim that I was bullying her. But that's the most offensive part. You have a predator who's trying to call, basically trying to swat us, uh, trying to call in various uh, forces of of law enforcement to ruin our day, uh, trying to destroy our reputations in the most irreparable possible way. And this individual is saying she's being bullied by us. This is beyond insane. <laughs> and for anyone to reverse even, psychology, yes, for anyone to even respond to that, that's the equivalent of Michael Jackson saying they're picking on. Him. That's Michael Jackson saying, and you know what? There's a lot. She's like Michael Jackson. She's like the D-Star version of Michael Jackson, Uh, right down to the facial features. So, uh, oh my fucking God. You know, I've never been that cruel to someone, but this is it. This is like that position in in life Aquino always told me I'd reach, that I always prayed I never would. Uh, This is where I'm killing Sarah Rachel Adams. Uh, uh, John Warrington says her photographs look like she's sucking the cock sideways uh this is uh i, think- I
2: said that you stole my well
1: I, well actually well yeah you said it but i guess well john warrington said it too you both kind of came up with that at the same time so i guess it's just how she looks right
2: high five john warrington yes yes
1: there we are and um so uh, there we are. The coward dies a thousand deaths. Don't try and walk the middle road. Don't say, oh, I like Douglas Dietrich and I like Sarah Rachel Adams, too. Look, I tried that. <laughs> and look what happened. Look what she was trying to pull on me that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, it, it, it's one of those things where you, you cannot... It's as Christ said, be thee either hot or cold, but if thou art lukewarm, I will spit thee out. It's, uh, it, it's definitely this is that situation and the lines are being drawn uh and she's drawn them and she drew them and she drew them and but the hope to be found here is that when they brought in her it showed richard k cole had lost everything he did terrorizing and destroying the most vulnerable around me that's not me and i'm not responsible for those female victims of richard k cole they are big girls It's their own life. They made the decision to respond to Richard K. Cole based on whatever reasoning they were using at the time. The repercussions they suffer, they have brought upon themselves. But Richard K. Cole revels in this, that he's destroying me, saying that he's not yet finished. All of that is directly parallel to what's going on now with Sarah Rachel Adams. The hardcore terrorism has failed doesn't destroy me in terms of medical cosmetology my surrogate son was training to be a salonist and had graduated from his school before he married he's taking over wherever V decides to slack it's not something that deprives me of what I need in terms of professional makeup and photography as for someone like um, Sarah what she's doing now is because Richard K. Collins failed, is now she's trying to poach my fan base. And that is just pathetic. And, uh, but with the latest atrocity, this needs to be put into perspective because it cannot be overemphasized. The obsession with pedophilia based on the fact that all of this traces to human child trafficking in the form of Michael Aquino and uh, so many other involved networks All of this does involve Sarah Rachel Adams. And so she's involved with that network by providing children to the industry by taking them away from their parents. So she was threatening Max Spears' sister with taking her children away and putting them into the system, the meat grinder, the hamburger machine of childcare, where they would have been owned by the state and pimped and prostituted to various adoptive families that would have raped them. This happens so commonly, so often, I can say that in good conscience. That's part of the process. And so, Becky Bates was so concerned about that, that as far as was evident to me, she was escaping into hard drugs. And likely, that's what killed her. I don't know forensically what did or what is asserted. I do know the claim Sarah Rachel Adams makes about Max Spears dying of a drug overdose, that this was decided in court, is pure bullshit. There was no court. There was no forensic analysis. He died in Poland. As I said, he may as well have been in the there's good places in Africa. Uganda's like the Singapore of Africa now. I know because I served in the Horn of Africa. But let's say he was in darkest Congo. <laughs> he may as well have been there. Uh, there's no forensic analysis. Uh, by the time they got him back to England, his body was so decayed, you know, that uh, pursuing what had happened to him would have been pretty futile. And uh, and nobody was really had the legal power to uh, force that to happen anyway. And the end result was they worked on destroying his reputation through Miles Johnston, and um, then they decided to go after his family. And I think that more needs to be said about the dynamic between how his mother, Vanessa Bates, is outspokenly of the position that Sarah Rachel Adams was behind Max Spears' death. And therefore, Sarah Rachel Adams struck back, was threatening to have the children taken away from Max Spears' sister, and this has very likely been a factor resulting in her death because who will take care of the children now and they go into that state machine if they're young enough so contextualize that crystal if you will
2: well i would say two things it it first off as you pointed out it shows that she's not a protector of children so if you are following her or getting involved with her be extra careful to just add that extra layer of protection for your children because pedophilia is at the top of her mind. We don't know why, but um Oh we know why. <laughs> come on, yeah. Well I mean well they do say that people that abuse children have been abused themselves and she's come out and said she's been abused herself. So yes. that you do the math on that. Yeah. And then um I would also say that I, I am not friends on any social media with Max's mom but I do see that she leaves comments under your YouTube videos that we do together and that she um, when she, I, I posted that we were going to do this show tonight and she uh, commented on there and then actually several women uh, came onto this thread It's it was at least 10 different women with their own stories about Sarah bullying them as well on this thread that I was reading today I tried to keep track of it but then when you called me to do the show I I lost it but so a lot of those ladies might be listening tonight too and I just want to tell you I sympathize with you and you know it would be helpful at some point for us all to have our testimonies together so that You know, we might have to do something legal at some point and it would be good for us all to share our stories and get them in in writing and maybe even notarize.
1: I, I agree. I agree. What needs to happen is that every woman who's communicating Sarah Rachel Adams bullying needs to rally with Crystal River and all of you together can organize a united front in which you notarize a public statement so that this cyber bully can be put down this cult leader, this asset of Michael Aquino who has gone industrial scale. This is something that I say now because this is the proper day to say it. It is the commemorative date of Abraham Lincoln declaring his Civil War proclamation and turning what was a regional conflict at the most local level into what was essentially a world war fought on American territory with various sponsors supplying both union and confederacy on this day my civil war proclamation is being issued all of you ladies all of you victims of sarah rachel adams bullying need to get together and get a petition signed get legal representation and put this mad bitch down uh... this stops now and certainly it's ended as far as i'm concerned i'm not one of these females who has children to protect but when I see what happened to Max Spears' sister, Becky Bates, this was the logical endpoint of Sarah Rachel Adams' terrorism. With Becky Bates dead, her children, if they're of the right age, go into that glippity glup hamburger machine as Satan food. And Sarah Rachel Adams is directly responsible for it. And so when she comes up and talks about protecting children, nothing could be more offensive. There's one thing that the military is reputed to get right, and that's child care. In March 26 of 2015, we had this big celebration of March is the month of the military child. They started that because in 1989, the United States Congress passed the Military Child Care Act. And that set in motion the Department of Defense's creation of the military child development centers that are recognized as the, the national standard bearers of quality care with two million, two million children under care of your fucking military. All of this, 200,000 children overseas in 800 centers, 3,500 family child care homes, 40,000 employees, every time there's a big surge or a deployment in Iraq or Afghanistan, within nine months or ten months after the big units return, there's a lot more babies being born, all of them under military care, like I was. But they don't experience what I did because I exposed what was going on. Everybody talks about the goddamn weather. I'm the only son of a bitch who's ever done anything about it. And I've paid for it all my fucking life. There's no good deed that goes unpunished. I've had it up to a year with pedophilia. I grew up among these people. So much so that it wasn't until I was around a quarter of a hundred years old That I realized, in this kind of epiphany, that my attraction for women with fully developed bodies, who were already on the rag, was not a perversion. Because everyone around me said, oh, you like bleeders? You should only fuck those you make bleed. These are the people I grew up with. Unless you've grown up in an environment like that where you suddenly realize, it's not me, it's them. And that alone made me feel like I was raped. I can't even imagine what those children would have been like had they not all died of AIDS. In the child daycare center that was ultimately burned to the ground at the Presidio, where I exposed the crimes I did. And then to have some cut come up and accuse myself and my affiliates. People who are just simply collaterally damaged of such a heinous crime. There is no words that can describe Sarah Rachel Adams. There are no words to describe someone like that.
2: I've got a few.
1: I'm sorry?
2: Oh, I've got a few.
1: (laughs) Yes, Yes, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, well, we could call her the killer of Max Spears. One of his killers. She was certainly that in her own way. So, um... Oh my God! Uh, but um, I'm. So We've
2: unsure. pointed out before that it takes a village, and that what happened to Max was a lure. He was lured over there. It was a plot with um, more than one person, and nobody actually uh, um, pulled the trigger. It was it was an orchestrated event, and it's an unsolved murder, and all of the people involved haven't been even
1: question yet no, no they never will be they murdered him and it wasn't like um, anything subtle you can hear them killing him on tape The only reason they didn't release the video is because that would have been visual evidence of their killing him. Uh, You know, and the madness of, say, for instance, the people who come out and defend these people like Miles Johnston, the man who immediately exploited Max, Max Spears' death and said the black goo's coming out of his piss slit, it's coming out of his ass, coming out of his nostrils and all that shit. This son of a bitch. When we had one scumbag, who I'm not gonna name, who had this YouTube channel that had, you know, hits and subscription rate on average with mine. And this guy wanted more, so he came over to try and challenge me, and he was basically on my YouTube channel leaving comments or entries. By the way, Sarah Rachel Adams erased all of her comments on my videos in which Max Spears' own mother was telling her what a bitch, cunt, murderer she was because she didn't want that evidence there. And so she uh, erased all that, scrubbed it from the internet, And, uh, but anyone who knows the situation knows Vanessa Bates has no love and nothing but hate for Sarah Rachel Adams and feels that she's responsible in some way for the death of her son. And in terms of this other guy came on and he's like defending Miles Johnson because we brought up the fact that here's uh, Max Spears was basically being exploited by him. There's another woman who came on and left a comment saying she knew somebody who Miles Johnston had molested as a young boy, and this guy's defending him saying, how can you say that about an innocent man? Well, he's got no more proof this fucker's innocent, but we got plenty of proof he's guilty. After all, Crystal was Max Spears not in a room full of cameras, and on video call with you when he had just been triggered by Miles Johnston calling him a queer whore, and trying to get him to bend over, at which point Max flipped out, went violent, and then uh, the
2: picture is just hideous. Chased funny. Miles up the stairs in his own home. He chased Miles up the stairs in his own home, and Miles locked himself in the room all night till some women came over to save him. He wouldn't come out of his room. Now, now I prefer to think he locked
1: himself in the bathroom. Was it the bathroom, or was it his room? His, his bedroom, you don't know, or... I
2: don't know. Okay, but the. Funny thing- I I know he went. Max said I chased him up. He's scared. He's going to stay in his room all night. He's locked the door, and I don't have to worry about him. Yeah. And he didn't come out till the next morning when there were some right. women knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, but 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 the funny he could thing- hide behind the. That's right. He hid behind the
1: woman of these women, and then they went into this interview with Max, which you said was actually one of his best interviews, right? That was um- yes. Yeah, and and but the funny image I have in my mind, almost hideously funny, is of Miles Johnston, fat old bastard, uh, running around trying to save his cameras while uh, you know Yes. He, yeah, while well, a room boy, full
2: of that uh, equipment. Uh, yes. Yeah, while
1: well, Max was chasing him all over the place. So we got on a camera that this fucker was trying to make a pass at Max based on his vulnerability as a abused child who has never grown up. And and that so if that doesn't render Miles Johnson, Gilly, I don't know what the fuck does. He said this people are going to deny what's on camera. Uh, and uh, our, our lady, Crystal, was watching this across the... Well, line. when I
2: was watching it, it was must-see TV, and I really wanted to... I wish I would have had the ability to record that. <laughs> that would be viral. Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and Miles would deserve it, that that piece of shit. And uh, the funny thing is, Miles Johnston. We're talking about a man who interviewed Michael Aquino twice... No, three, four, well, all the time. And uh, every time Michael Aquino comes on, then they'll bring up, oh, Douglas Dietrich, you know he's two-faced. Yeah, of course I betrayed Michael Aquino. Holy shit. Yeah, these people complain when uh, someone acts along their principles of guidance by their their rules. Uh, Then they they bitch when they get stabbed in the back. They squeal like pigs. Uh, But... um, Honey, you've been uh, wonderful, and and certainly you're invited to stay with us as long as you want and just leave whenever you wish uh, and just uh, interject yourself whenever compelled to do so. But before then, I want people to know that she has a number of Facebook timelines and that um, one of the reasons that she could analyze what our man Brendan was talking about with his encounter with the fairy lights, for lack of a better term, is because um, she is... uh, the young Madame dame, uh, Faye Wisdom, a feriologist at uh, Facebook.com forward slash uh, Crystal River Faye Wisdom, Faye being spelled F-A-E. And um, she also deals with totem or spirit animal um, communications and spiritual psychic life energy healing as a spiritual psychic life energy healing coach. Uh, and um, so just look up Crystal River at Facebook.com forward slash Crystal River Readings. And she's also um, affiliated with the Crystal River Psychic Readings and Occult Knowledge uh, timeline at Facebook.com forward slash Crystal River Tarot. Uh, now, if you could help pronounce this, it's a uh, portmanteau. A portmantu is a combination of words that are very special and specific to Crystal River. Yauguria uh, apothecary? At, uh
2: Yes, Augury. It's A-U capital G-U-R-I apothecary. And that's where we talk about uh, organic living and good health.
1: Yes, at facebook.com forward slash auguary. I'm sorry. Augu. That's aug- fine. Augury. Okay, Augury apothecary. Augury apothecary. A-U-G uh, <clears throat> capital A, lowercase U-G, uppercase U lowercase R-I Uppercase A for the apothecary, and look up the term apothecary. It means pharmacopoeia It's the old word for the pharmaceuticals, that the what they used to call the chemists in the organic yep. sense. Organic yep. And uh, heal your water at Facebook.com forward slash heal your water, uh, and uh, explain to us a little Thank bit about Thank you, Douglas.
2: That. Uh, I just—it's uh, sort of energy healing info on the heal your water, and then the other pages I get um, more of the people who want a reading. This, but it, on all of them, it has my phone number, so you can just text me, and if you want a session, either energy healing or a reading, psychic reading. And uh, don't forget that for energetic
1: healing, uh, the Fae Lady Crystal Rivers telephonic number is listed on all her Facebook venue-hosted pages. Where from, she books readings and energy healings through any of her Facebook pages, uh, and um, let me see, the clients may also text her telephonically uh, to schedule psychic readings and or energy healings. Or you can um, use those same Facebook uh, pages where she's got her contacts on to dip mess or direct instant private message her using the Facebook Messenger system on any one of her Facebook timelines to schedule a session with her. And she also does animal readings and energy healings for pets. For pets. Yeah, have you had any experiences with that lately?
2: Uh, Yes. Wonderful. (laughs) Um. So I, I can just give a quick energy healing tip, tip for people with pets. And this works across the board for most pets, even a bird, dog, cat, the, the common house pets, um, and a horse. Um, so there is an energy healing point at the base of an animal's neck and you just tap there starting there and then up and down their spine tip to tail and this will help calm your pet whatever is going on with them energetically even if you see like some kind of physical health get running low or something try this tapping thing first before you go pay tons of money at a vet because often it's their energy that's off and just doing that the spine tip to tail on most animals will bring them back into energetic
1: um, balance right. and before I bring uh, Peter back on with us I really appreciate that actually one more thing Uh, normally I wouldn't do this but um, believe me uh, Crystal River is qualified to say this Calm people's fears about catching COVID-19 from their pets, that this is not an issue. You can calm them about that, Uh, you know, let them know that this, it's just not something to lose sleep over.
2: Certainly not. Uh, I say it really concise and short because don't get me started on the COVID-19 BS, (laughs) but for the most part, if you're healthy in your mind, you can become healthy in your body, so work on your perception of things and oftentimes whatever you've got going on physically will come back into alignment right and um thank you i appreciate
1: that now in terms of uh my own pets so to speak the uh gang stalkers that um uh this is kind of like hopefully the last time i really bring up their names again for a long time but it was necessary to educate people about my gang stalkers So they can uh, get an impression of why uh, what I did had repercussions, that this is not something to tinker with. This is not something uh, anyone does because they want to go out on a campaign, Uh, as Crystal River can attest. Uh, even when Christine Joanna Hart was raving against myself for bringing up the situation with her son which is of course she was trying to say all kinds of just stupid things about it that her son is big her son's built like a brick shit house, that he could kick Aquino's ass honey we all know just as she knows uh, it doesn't matter how big he is now the elephant who's been raised in a circus where the little post is smashed into the ground when the elephant is but a baby and the elephant for the rest of its life identifies that little post it could easily uproot and walk away from. It identifies that as its bondage the rest of its life. Christine Girano's heart, heart's son, was conditioned from the moment he was born out of the womb. That guy has no virtual control of himself. What you would call uh, volition. He is without volition in that regard. And uh, as she was complaining to myself, uh, and she was very public about these complaints, there's nothing that I'm hiding. She even confessed to working with Aquino. Everyone knows she's an asset. It's not an accusation like Terry Joyce's. This is what offends me about Terry Joyce. She said, oh, bombshell. Douglas claims Sarah Rachel Adams and Christine Joanna Hart are Aquino assets. It's not a claim, it's a fact that. They both themselves indicated at one point or another, publicly, on record. And with Christine Joanna Hard, she's been more than open about being a victim of Aquino. And when she came on, and we took screenshots of this, when she came on my YouTube channel and left those comments on the Leap Day episode, saying, Oh, I'm so glad you admitted that Laura Lee Solomon, your executrix producer, knocked me off air. I was going to bring Aquino on so that I could confront him that day. And you prevented that. Well, not said she's in contact with Aquino. She was going to bring him on without consulting my Executrix producer, who was producing for her, nor myself, who was guesting, without telling either one of us she confessed she was going to bring Aquino on. How does that not identify her as a direct asset and affiliate of Michael Aquino? And that puts everything going on with her son into perspective. She practically raised him in that environment. And then Jessica Castillo Carey says, oh, yes. And Douglas Dietrich and this woman trashed, this crazy woman, as she referred to Crystal River, trashed this other woman who I was friends with. And I think she's referring to Tracy Twyman. I can't imagine who else she would be referring to. Tracy Twyman was an open Satanist, bitch. She was, like, conducting seances with Ouija boards to raise baphomet on bandwidth with a known and self-confessed Satanist, Ground Zero's Clyde Lewis, whose own guru is Rex Diabolus, who went so far as to have silicon horns implanted in his fucking head. What more do you fucking need? Jesus Christ. And this woman turned her son over to Satanism. And then people think that somehow my describing this is gratuitous. As if my describing what these guys are going through. As if this is some kind of phone sex for me. You people are fucking idiots. This is what happens. What the hell happens when some kid is raised like that? He gets cocks inside of him. That's what happens. If you can't confront that fact, why else are you keep looking at this? It's pornography for the rest of you pukes out there. What's a struggle that's been going on throughout my life on a personal level dealing with this shit for the rest of you is vicarious porn. You people are fucking sick. And until you confront that, This is never going to stop. It's not me. It's you. You haven't done shit to stop it. I have. But you hate me for it. Because none of you would have done it. So with that, of course, um, Crystal, you've been angelic. And I'm going to bring Peter back on in a second. The way I'll segue into that is... um, the pets i've got the gang stalkers since i have brought them up might as well close the argument here since they uh obviously keep track of every second of my life i lived the truman show the important thing to point out to richard k cole is i notice he put up a false timeline under the name of my 3d graphics modeler now nobody knows who my 3d graphics modeler is except a few people because i've always by his request never brought his name up. And uh, he's maintained anonymity. And I noticed that as soon as he unfriended me on Facebook, that a false timeline was put up which was a simple transversal of his name that was done by Richard K. Cole. Richard K. Cole does this with everyone. He's got, anyone who's affiliated with me, he puts up a false timeline in their name on Facebook. And uh, it's part of his obsession he hopes to strategize to use this all at once someday to release a bunch of crap flood the zone with shit in terms of uh, my 3d graphics modeler, the reason he unfriended me on facebook richard is because of pavel edward not you pavel edward basically began to put hearts on my 3d graphics modelers timeline which he found creepy as fuck because for anyone who doesn't know this Pavel Edward is using my face so Pavel Edward is using my face his name and under that when my timeline got taken down from Facebook not because of Sarah Rachel Adams it happened because of the mosque massacre during the time of the mosque massacre Richard K. Cole took advantage of that and kept filing reports with Facebook that I was a neo-Nazi alt-right terrorist and so Facebook just was knocking everybody offline at that time, like Louis Farrakhan, Alex Jones, anybody they felt was just controversial and potentially stuck in a stirring up potential mass murder. And they just knocked them offline. So I got knocked off at that time from Facebook and I exist only through the timeline that was gifted to me, Sora AOA and some public community fan pages. We could multiply that in the future, you know, and I might do that with my 3D graphics modeler at some point. But he got all weirded out because for a time there, I backed up by going to Pavel Edwards' timeline. Then my photographs were loaded up, and Pavel Edward was using those trying to friend a bunch of boys in Italy. And then uh, Maria Michele Grigori, who spoke Italian, was able to intercept that. We have all the screenshots. So he was trying to friend a bunch of kids using my face, but his name and the ultimate intent was at when the time was right, He was gonna change the timeline to my name and then it would already have my face all over it and he would expose to the police I had friended all these young boys. So the entire thing to set me up failed. So instead he turned towards obeying Aquino and trying to harass my 3D graphics modeler, whom the government knows who he is. And he was doing that by using my face to heart all over his timeline, looking like he had a gay lover. So my 3D graphics modeler unfriended me on Facebook to prevent that. And he did that because he wanted no affiliation from any of my timelines. And so he's still working with me. Nothing has stopped in that. And uh, with V, who knows? Whether she works with myself or not in the future, only the future can tell. And uh, I can only hope she heals and recovers from the damage that's been done to her. So as for Richard K. Cole, you failed in everything. Your terrorism is meaningless. There's nobody that you're going to successfully destroy the life of other than what you've done so far, which I have no responsibility for, and it's on the victims themselves. And with that, of course, hopefully he will fade into the nothingness that is his non existence. And with that, we'll bring on uh, Peter Moon. And of course, uh, Brendan Zoget is always welcome to. Uh, come on in if he feels compelled to do so i'm sure he'll be having to take off soon and i'm sure peter moon himself will probably have to take off soon uh because it's probably near bedtime over there on the east coast it's got to be late um don't forget that the montauk maestro peter moon is effectively at this point in my life uh not just an investigative editorial author and uh the prime uh investigator of project montauk historically But in a very real sense, he's my official biographer. I have not forgotten my responsibilities to him. There's a lot of images I've got to get his way. Uh, I've got them on file. I've just got to find the time to send them and figure out a way to send them in such mass or volume or get them to him individually, at least uh, some prime shots, so to speak. Visit the timetraveleducationcenter.com. Pay your respects to him at facebook.com forward slash peter.moon.566. And most importantly of all, go to skybooksusa.com where he's the proprietor and um, uh, hopefully he's um, kept the